0: Howdy, this is the Views from the Shot podcast. I am your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Thursday, April 6, 2023, I wish you the happiest of National Teflon Days. Couldn't be more happy to be here today. We've had some amazing guests during this very early stage of the offseason. Joe Gemma, we just spoke with very, very close to the Ohio State program. Adam Jardy, of course, Connor Lamont, Joey Lane, former player, Jack Emerson. We've had some fantastic guests, but it just warms my heart today to come to you one-on-one. Let's get back together. The small grouping that we have, just me, the speaker talking to you, the very, very valued listener. So it's good to be back for a little one-on-one session today as we get going. On today's show, we've got a mailbag episode. Some pretty big news broke just last night, if you're listening to this on Thursday, which hopefully you are. By the way, I want you to know something. You are awesome. You are such a good person, such a good listener, such a good Ohio State basketball fan. So I want you to hear that and let it warm your heart for just a second. And now I want you to stop feeling good about yourself because have you ever considered if you could be better? Has that ever crossed your mind? Well, hopefully it is right now. I'm just going to say it once. Again, I don't beg. I just simply ask. And some may say, that I plead. But if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast that you're listening to right now on your listening platform of preference doesn't matter what it is, just subscribe, like follow whatever it is on your platform. And if you don't mind too, if you really want to go above and beyond, I don't know why you wouldn't who doesn't want to go above and beyond in their life. But if you want to go above and beyond, please rate the show that really helps us out. And I'll just say that it really helps us out. On today's show, we've got a mailbag episode. I've got a lot of questions that came in through the direct messages, as they say on Twitter, and also just the good old fashioned hidden reply to my tweet. So I'm going to answer a lot of your questions today on this show. But before we get there, how could we not talk about Jameson Battle? Ohio State received a crystal ball from Jamison Battle last evening, which pretty big news, right? Before we get to how big of news that is, let's first remember that Jamison Battle has not actually committed to Ohio State as of the time that I'm recording this, which is early on Thursday morning. But not only that, but let's also consider what do we have right now? for ohio state at the four jameson battle is a classic four power forward maybe he plays the three a little bit but he he fits really well into the mold of just playing the four let's look at ohio state's roster construction where is the biggest hole right now you've got bruce thornton playing the one next year that's great you've got plenty of talent at the two with Roddy Gale, with Scotty Middleton coming in, probably playing a two and a three. You've got Taysen Chapman coming in. Tanner Holden still on the roster as of right now at the three. You've got Senzaball. Does he return? Does he not? It's hard to say. Then you look at the four. Well, let me look at the five first so I can build my point. Look at five. You got Felix Akpara. You've got Zed Key. You've got Austin Parks coming in. Owen Spencer will be on the team next year as well although not on scholarship so where's the hole for this ohio state rotation right now you tell me if you are chris holtman which you're not and you should be thankful that you're not because i don't think you realize how hard it is to run a college basketball program especially in today's day and age but that's a conversation i guess for a different time now if you are chris holtman the head coach of ohio state Do you feel confident about your plan at the four heading into next season? Do you trust Devin Royal, a true freshman, who is he a power forward or is he a small forward? That's the question Ohio State is asking right now. Do you trust him to play the four when you don't even know if he is a four when he's a true freshman? I don't know. You play Zed at the four without a summer to prepare, to get better, to get better conditioned, to get some shots up, get some threes up you trust him at the four, Black Power at the five? Guess what you can't do? You can't play Eugene Brown at the four next year to start. He's no longer going to be on the team. He's entered the transfer portal. So what does Ohio State need more than anything right now? I think it's someone who can play at the four. That is what Ohio State needs. And that is why this news of Jameson Battle being crystal balled to Ohio State last night that's what makes it even bigger in my eyes and at the end of this little talk on jameson battle i'll tell you how big of a deal this is along with some thoughts from some other friends of the pod jameson battle last season for minnesota he averaged 12 and a half points per game 3.0 3.8 rebounds 1.7 assists per game pretty good shooter 37 percent from the field from the three. You'd like maybe a little bit higher, but you'll take it. And then 78% from the free throw line. Last season, he's averaged 17 points in a season, I believe twice, once at Minnesota, two seasons ago, and also one year at George Washington in the prominent Atlantic 10 conference, also known as the A-10. And he shoots a lot of threes as well. He doesn't make them, at the highest clip but he does shoot a lot of threes which means you can at least stretch the floor with Jamison battle now what is the gap that he's filling well he's instantly your starting power forward in columbus next season he steps in if he joins ohio state he will be the starting power forward for ohio state he can stretch the floor he can shoot he can drive he can penetrate he can defend a little bit as well. This is exactly what I've been saying Ohio State needs to go out and get. More than anything else, the Buckeyes need someone they can trust at the four. And Jamison Battle is that guy. If I, if I could rate this on a scale from one to ten, I would. And because I can, I will. But first, I asked a couple other people. If Jamison Battle were to join Ohio State, how big would that be on a scale from 1 to 10? I asked Joey Lane. Joey was a little stubborn at first, and he said it's a big gap, whatever. And I said, Joey, I, I it, the question was simple, okay? It, it's not that tough. I said rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. So he came back, and he gave me a rating. At first, he gave me an 8 out of 10. Then he said, scratch that. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Out of 10. And he said he's not sure there's a bigger guy out there for Ohio State to get. So Joey Lane, very, very impressed with Jameson Battle potentially joining Ohio State. What about Connor Lamont's? Connor, he's an interesting follow on Twitter. I've talked about it before. He tweets out some some funny tweets. And it's that simple, which is why you should follow him if you're not already. Now, he said, scale from 1 to 10, he said it's a 9 out of 10. He said they needed this type of player. You can't expect Scotty Middleton and, and Devin Royal to be all that you need as freshmen right away. And he scored in double digits 44 out of 56 games. Connor put on his his glasses. He, he, he poured a cup of tea about 10.30 p.m. at night, I assume. And he said, hmm, what am I going to do this evening before I go to bed? He said, I'm going to go look at Jamison Battle's game log from the past two seasons and see how many times he scored at double digits well thank you for your service connor so connor says nine out of ten joey lane says 8.5 out of 10 for me i gotta go can i can i split it in the middle and go 8.75 out of 10 which would round up to 8.8 out of 10 i won't do it i'm gonna go ahead and say nine out of 10 as well i'll join connor's boat in, in that area It's huge. This this could be an all Big Ten player, which I think Joey mentioned that as well when I was chatting with him on this. This is the potential of being an all Big Ten player, first team, potentially at least, a player who can stretch the floor, a player who fills an urgent need that Ohio State has, and a player that you don't have to worry about if he can adjust to playing in a top conference because he just did it with minnesota in the exact same conference so sure maybe some teams will be more familiar with Jamison battle's game and how to game plan for him and all that stuff but Jamison battle has the experience now as he'll be a grad transfer he can step in day one and play for whatever team he chooses hopefully ohio state not only that but he's got the experience of playing in the big 10 which is so vital at this point He'll come in, if he joins Ohio State, he'll step in as a starter, and that'll be huge. Now, for what it's worth, he's been crystal ball to Ohio State. I've not heard any confirmation on Ohio State's side that this is real. I asked if there were rumblings. It was kind of confirmed, not so confirmed, whatever, but definitely the door has been left open, and we know Ohio State has been in recruiting Jameson Battle, so they haven't confirmed anything yet. Sometimes players will announce their commitment before they even inform the school. So you never know. That could be the issue here with Jameson Battle. Nothing's been confirmed yet, but it looks very, very promising for Ohio State getting Jameson Battle. And it would be a big, big get for the Buckeyes. That's all I've got on Jameson Battle. I got a few questions on him. I figured I'd lump them all together into one segment on Jameson Battle because it's big news. Now, how about the mailbag? Should we get to the mailbag? By the way, have have you have you subscribed and followed? You're again, I say this every time. You're probably thinking, oh, he's he's talking to someone else or, or a different person. No, I'm talking to you right now, listening. My voice going into your ears, or maybe one ear, if you have like one AirPod in or something like that. I'm talking to you. We're gonna get into some really good stuff here. You don't want to miss this. So you should follow, you should like, you should subscribe. I'm pretty adamant about that today. There's reasons. There's methods for my madness. You just have to trust me, blindly or not. It doesn't matter. Just trust me. It'll be okay. I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. All right, mailbag time. I got several questions. I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, but this should probably, if you did ask a question, this should make you wonder, hmm, I'm going to ponder. I should probably stick around for the whole show. I got to figure out if he's going to answer my question because I know he's not going to answer all of them. Well, that's probably a good thought that you've had. Oh boy. Okay. So first question comes from, I'm pretty sure that I have subtly made fun of a person like this on the show before at Eric two, two, six, seven, three, six, zero, four. In the past, Eric, I'm sorry if I've been offensive to you. I've made fun of people who have just their first name and a bunch of numbers after their name in their Twitter username. I apologize. That's my bad. You're a real person with real thoughts. You've given some respect to the show. And I respect you because you asked two questions. There's nothing wrong with trying to double dip. I got two separate tweets from you, Eric. So thank you. Anyways, I love this question. I think it's insightful. And it kind of sets the stage for where we'll go with the remainder of the show. He says, not who, but is there a type, and he put in quotes type, is there a type of player that Chris Holtman and the staff prefer? Production doesn't equal cohesion. What are some of the soft skills they need? And that's a really, really good question because it kind of brings together, there's all these players out here that Ohio State has been in touch with, but what is it that the Buckeyes really, really are looking for. And I can tell you a couple things from those who I've spoken with, and just from what we've seen them do in the past. And number one, I think what Ohio State is looking for is, of course, the cohesion. Can you mesh with the group? Do you understand what your role is going to be? Ohio State has, I wouldn't say made some mistakes, but They've grabbed some transfers in the past where things didn't work out because roles were not necessarily equitable on each side and things just don't end up working out. And that's okay. And that happens with freshmen as well, where Ohio State says, hey, you're going to be better off elsewhere. That's exactly what happened with Eugene Brown. You're going to be better off, better else, better off elsewhere. There it is. Found it. So just move on. That's okay. So I think that's the number one thing. You can't quantify that. And as you said, production doesn't equal cohesion. That's the number one thing. Other things Ohio State looks for, the ability to handle the ball, I think is huge, especially with this class coming in of transfer portal players, because we saw it last season. It was, if there was a full court press, get the ball to Bruce Thornton, set a screen in the middle of the floor, let them go. Everyone else clear out. When Ohio State was pressured, you had players who couldn't handle it. You had players who even passing the ball is is an underrated part of breaking the press. You've got to have vision, understand where to pass the ball. The player receiving the ball needs to understand where to go on the floor in order to break that press. Things like that are very, very important for Ohio State. And also the experience factor I think is helpful as well. I think the Buckeyes will be looking for players who have played before, have played some pretty serious minutes, and maybe not necessarily are seniors, but if they're freshmen heading into their sophomore year or sophomore heading into their junior year, you're looking for players who have some experience and who can adjust pretty quickly on the fly to what Ohio State is looking for. That's a really, really good question from Eric, so I appreciate that. I think those are a couple things Ohio State looks for. Number one, do you fit? with what we're looking for number two can you handle the ball number three can you pass the ball well and play smart number four are you just a generally an experienced player who can adjust pretty quickly to what Ohio State is looking to do that was a great question I've got another great question I think I saved it for the end Eh, two questions that I really really liked saving those for the end A lot of these questions are in regards to transfers. So here here it comes. I knew this question would be coming. I I knew it. Is Tanner Holden coming back? There has been a fascination by Buckeye Nation on Tanner Holden. Rhyme not intended there. That was not in the show notes. There's been a fascination on Tanner Holden. And I get it. He scored over 1,000 points at Wright State. He went from playing 30 minutes a game at Wright State down to DNP, 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 down the stretch for the Buckeyes this year. So is Tanner Holden coming back? This question comes from at Broderson Blaze, a friend of the show. I'll give you your your time in the spotlight here with the entire question. Is Tanner Holden coming back? I know you said earlier in the offseason that he was 100% gone, but with the back-to-back transfer role getting stricter and him yet to transfer, are you still confident he's leaving? By the way, another Twitter follower of ours, at Zippy Fish, also known as Kevin, he also asked about Tanner Holden. And and before I even get into Tanner Holden, I want to give you a second here, Kevin. So you, your turn to bask in the spotlight here. You also asked my top five available transfers, plus my top five most likely to end up at Ohio State. First of all, top five Transfer players, I don't know. That's my answer. I'm sorry. I'd like to think I'm an expert on Ohio State basketball, but to comb through the hundreds of players in the transfer portal, I get it. I can go look at 247 Sports or I can go look at On3 or whatever and look at all these writers' picks for the top transfer portal players. But look, some things I'm not going to speak about because I don't know. And that's the same thing with Ohio State. Sometimes I get questions and I'm not going to go there because... I don't have enough information or it's just simply not important. And that's the same thing with the top five players in transfer portal. I have no idea. I'm not going to sit down and watch film of players and and, and watch highlights and see if I can put together my top five. I I can't do it. I'm sorry, Kevin. By the way, you also asked top five, most likely to end up at Ohio state. I don't know if this question means the top five players, like who who are the five players most likely to end up at Ohio state or who are the five players Ohio state is going to get. We're not going to get five, so I felt like the question didn't need to be answered, but I will get to a follow-up of that question here in a bit. By the way, Kevin said, quote, just started listening to your pod last month and have enjoyed it. You and Jardy's pods are must-listen, end quote. That is going to get you into the mailbag every time. You tell me that my podcast is a must-listen? Well, please step right up. I will give you the red carpet treatment step right up. You're going to get a stamp of approval from me, gold star, whatever you want. Kudos. Thank you for those kind words. Back to Tanner Holden. Is he coming back? Here's my answer. I still believe that Tanner Holden will will not end up at Ohio State at the end of, well, I guess I should say at the start of next season. I don't think Tanner Holden will be back. Am I 100% Ah. Uh, that's tough. That's a tough part of the question. Because I sure was 100% that Tanner Holden would not be returning a couple of weeks ago. At this point, it has been a little bit of time. He's had plenty of time to to think about what his options will be. I'm not sure. Here's my question. People are talking about Eugene Brown leaving, Bryce Sensenbaugh potentially leaving. That's fine. Maybe some minutes are opened up for Tanner Holden. But if if Bryce leaves, you got 25 minutes per game that are open. Scotty Middleton will immediately come and take those minutes. Not all 25, but a good chunk. Now, Eugene Brown is also leaving. You've got about 10 more minutes per game to pick up. Scotty Middleton will pick up all 10 of those. And Devin Royal will probably take some minutes at the 3-4 slash four as well. So there are some players who are going to take some playing time from Tanner Holden. My question back to you, Kevin, back to you at Broderson Blaze. I assume you go by Blaze. If not, apologies for, for, for misnaming you. Where do the minutes come from, from Tanner Holden? If he was being given, did not participate, did not participate, did not participate down the stretch, in the Big Ten tournament even, without Bryce Sensenball. He played a couple of minutes and then was sad again. Have we seen any indication that the Ohio State basketball program has trust in Tanner Holden? And number two, where do the minutes come from? If you expect him to play more next season, where are those minutes coming from? I can't find them. And if you can, I'm open to hearing it. I really am. But I'm not sure that you can find it. So that's my reason for thinking, tanner holden will be gone now here's the thing with tanner if he has graduated with his undergraduate degree thanks to his classes that he took at Wright state and now at ohio state he will have eligibility next season immediately because he's a grad transfer you can transfer out anywhere you can be done so you have that if he has not then yeah he's probably going to have to sit out a year so I think the two options for Tanner Holden are number one, you have graduated. I don't know if that's the case, but you have graduated and you're a grad transfer. You go somewhere else. Number two, I would say Tanner probably playing overseas next year. Play a couple years, maybe play several years, making some good money, playing basketball. I think those are the top two options for Tanner Holden. I don't think he will be back at Ohio State. That's still my lean. I could be wrong. And you know what? If I am wrong, apologies. But that's my take. Sometimes you got to stick your neck out there. And that's what I'll do here. All right, next question. Comes from the, I believe, the first ever follower of the Views from the Shop podcast. It's at Grinstead underscore Dylan, who I assume goes by Dylan Grinstead. But of course, far be it for me to misname you Dylan or whatever you may go by his question. What do you think of only one transfer out so far? I thought we would see Hardman Edsler or both leave for sure. Since there's so much talent ahead of them. Do you think Holtman asked them to stay for the sake of having some roster continuity after 10 faces new faces last year? That's a question from Dylan. So, This kind of, again, is is related to the previous question. Here's what I'll say. The last question is the one that I'm most interested in. Do you think Holtman asked for them to stay just for the sake of having more continuity? No, I don't. I don't think that Chris Holtman is losing sleep at night because he's like, oh man, we might lose the 10th and 11th players on our bench. I don't think that's something that he's thinking about. The other thing I will say as well is, College basketball is a very respectable place in that if you have a player who just simply doesn't have a future getting onto the floor at your current program, you're going to sit them down and say, hey, man, we want the best for you. You should transfer. We're going to help you find some programs. We're going to talk very highly of you when coaches come in and talk to me and they give me a call. I'll speak highly of you, but look, let's face it. You've you've been at Ohio State for two seasons. Players are coming in. They're going to play over you. Just let's transfer out and, and find you a good spot. And it's a respectable conversation. It's, it, there's very rarely hard feelings. It's typically a mutual decision. And that was the case for Eugene Brown. I guarantee it. So no, Chris Holtman is not... Saying, "Hey, man, we need you guys to stay here. We need more familiar faces on the roster." No, that's not happening. Now, will Hardman or Etzler transfer out? Bowen Hardman, Zed Key, those two players I've heard are pretty close knit. They're tight knit. They're pretty close friends. That may keep Bowen Hardman here. The the thing is too is some players. If you grow up an Ohio State fan, sometimes it's just as simple as, you know what? I've been here for two years, three years, one year, whatever. I really like it here in Columbus. I'm familiar with it. I love Ohio State. I love the program. I love my friends. I love my teammates. I love the coaching staff. I love practice. I love being in the shot after I grew up here, watching this this team for 15 years, and now I get to put on the uniform and put up shots. That's fun. Some players are content with that. That's Owen Spencer. And let me tell you, I would be content with that if I could. And so would you when it comes down to it. So there's that. The other side of the coin is, yeah, I want to do something with my basketball career. I want to play. And playing at Ohio State is not as important to me as getting some minutes. And that's okay, too. So my guess is Bowen Hardman probably stays. Kalen Etzler, he could stay. He may decide to leave, but I don't think Chris Holtman is begging these guys to stay just so that there's more familiar faces on the team next year. Thank you for your question, Dylan. All right, this one's going to take some time. This one comes from a very special friend of the pod at W Grabovac. That's Will Grabovac. Again, not sure if I pronounced your last name wrong or right, Will, but I know your first name is probably pronounced right, so... We'll take a a one for two that's a failing grade in school, but Hall of Fame if you're a baseball player. So we'll take it. His question, what guard would you like to see added from the portal either we have reached out to or haven't yet? He says, also, want to make sure we've got a realistic shot of getting them. So, you know what, I'm going to talk about the fifth player I listed first because, Will, you talked about a realistic shot of getting this player. Nick Timberlake, man, from Townsend. He was crystal balled to North Carolina back in March, yet he's visiting Kansas tomorrow, Friday, April 7th. Nick Timberlake is the number 20 ranked player in the transfer portal on 247 Sports. So he would be a great player to have. He's got some bunnies. He can jump. He can shoot the ball really, really well. I don't even have his numbers here, but I remember looking at his numbers and looking at him a little bit, he can shoot, he can rebound, he can share the ball. This is a powerful player who's going to instantly impact whatever program he chooses to go to. And right now, he's considering the likes of North Carolina, Kansas, many others. Ohio State has reached out. I haven't seen that Ohio State is warm on Nick Timberlake. So I'm putting him on here. He's the fifth player on my list, but I'm saying right now, it's not realistic however if ohio state went out and got somehow nick timberlake and jameson battle in the transfer portal start the parades now in columbus we're winning him not the whole thing but big 10 tournament i mean that would be huge for the buckeyes so i don't think nick timberlake will show up at ohio state would love to have him though Four other players on this list by the way I've had many questions about this, too. Who is Ohio State warm on? Who are they close on? Well, it sounds like Jamison Battle. Other than that, at least from Ohio State's side, I've heard nothing. I've got nothing there. It doesn't sound like they really know, but those things can change very, very quickly. Let's talk about some players who I like. Javon Small. He's a four-star player in the transfer portal. Number 87 overall in the transfer portal coming from East carolina he's 6'2 180 pounds and i think the biggest need ohio state has i'm just i'm going i'm looking specifically at guards and this is what you asked for will so i'm happy to kill two boards two birds with one stone here because look if ohio state can get jameson battle they need a backup point guard to to help out bruce thornton and to handle the ball So I'm looking specifically at guards here. Even if, Will, you didn't say what guard would you like to see added, I would have probably put five guards on my list regardless. Javon Small is the first player that comes to mind for me. He averaged nearly 16 points per game last season after averaging two in the previous season his freshman year. Now he shot 33% from deep last season. Not great, but not bad. And his ties, I think those are things that are important to look at. Where are you tied to in terms of just geographic location? And also, were you recruited by a coach or an assistant coach or a team in the past? And Javon Small, he's got ties to Indiana, South Bend, and Indianapolis as well, I've seen. And he's also got ties to Arizona in terms of where he grew up. And he released... Sorry, he did not release, but he. we've seen schools that are interested in him. Those that apparently are the most warm on him are Arizona, Arkansas, LSU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Notre Dame, South Bend, Indiana. Makes sense. So those are the teams who are the most in on Javon small would love to see Ohio state get him. He's going to visit April 14th at Oklahoma. So I think that's worth noting as well, that that's still over a week away. It's going to take some time for Javon small to make his decision. Would love to get him in at Ohio state as a point guard. Keon Menefield, Not sure if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, but Keon Menefield from Washington. He's a number sixty sixth ranked player in the transfer portal right now. He's listed at 6'1", 150 pounds. I would assume he's probably put on at least some weight since coming to Washington as a freshman. He announced his top six schools on April 2nd, just a couple days ago. Those top six consisted of Alabama, Arkansas, Louisville, Tennessee, Washington, and ohio state so i don't know alabama arkansas those are two great schools to go to louisville sure ohio state of course tennessee would be great and then he may just decide to return go right back to washington you never know here's my concern with keon Menefield. Last season, he played 29 minutes per game as a freshman. That's a lot. That's fantastic. But when you enter your college career playing 30 minutes a game as a freshman, do you really want to take a step back the next season? Because that's what he'll do at Ohio State. He's not going to play 30 minutes a game. It's going to be 20, 18, 15, something like that. Bruce Thornton played a lot of minutes down the stretch. He played 30, 35 minutes a game in the big 10 tournament, that's probably not ideal. You don't want him to play that many minutes, but it's not like he's going to have a huge drop-off in his minutes next season. So I don't know for me, it's, it's, it's hard to see a player like that who enters his career as a freshman playing 30 minutes a game. And now you're being asked, you're going to play 20 here. seems like a hard sell. I'd love to get him though. Other player I'll mention. Jackson Pavletsky, I believe is the pronunciation of the name, comes from Wofford. He's a four-star, number 52 overall in the transfer portal right now, according to 247 Sports. This would be a very, very nice get, who I would be very excited about. Average 15 points per game last season, nearly four assists last season at Wofford. Started every single game. 39% from three, 84% from the free throw line. I'll say this. If I can't have Nick Timberlake, please, please, may I have just one helping of Jackson Pavletsky. I would be thrilled if he ended up heading over to Ohio State this. I guess it wouldn't be this November, would it? It would be this August and probably even before then. But I would be thrilled if Jackson Pavletsky ended up at Ohio State. Why? he can handle the ball. He can shoot the ball very, very well, which is something that Ohio State will need to do without Sean McNeil this season. He started all 33 games last year. He's played multiple seasons in college basketball. A lot of things. will check the box here. The only thing is he's coming from Wofford. He's not coming from Minnesota like Jamison Battle. So there will be a little bit of a talent gap there, but I tell you what, he's a top 50-ish player in the transfer portal. Others believe in him, so I might as well too. I would love to have Jackson Pavletsky join Ohio State. So those are my, answer. those are my answers for you there, Will. I hope you enjoyed. A couple questions now that are not as transfer-related, but I love them. I love both of these questions. They're creative. They made me think a little bit. By the way, when I do mailbag questions... If you're still listening at this part in the show, you're either a trooper or you're asleep and therefore you're not listening. But if you're a trooper, if you're a true Buckeye sicko and you're listening at this point, here's a tip for you. If you ask me a question, not Ohio State related, or that's just different, weird, some may even say funky, there's a high chance I'll answer it. So anyways, these aren't that, but they're still interesting for me. Question comes from, At Brandt underscore Henson underscore two underscores. Who's your choice to lead Ohio State in points per game this upcoming season? And I am about to blow the doors off. Get ready for the answer to this one. You should be leaning in. You should be highly anticipating what I say here. Who do I think is going to lead Ohio State in scoring next season? Bruce Thornton? No. No. Felix, Akpara, no. Devin Royal, no. Taysom Chapman, no. Roddy Gale, no. Scotty Middleton, no. Who do you think? I'm really making you work for it, huh? I should stop. This is probably getting annoying for you, so I'll stop. It's fine. I think it's going to be Bryce Sensenbaugh. I believe, at this point, Bryce Sensenbaugh is going to return to Ohio State. Do I have any backing for this? No. Does Bryce Sensenball know what he's going to do at this point? No, he doesn't. If you were to ask him, I haven't asked him, but I don't think Bryce knows what he's going to do. Here, here's, here's what I think is going to happen. Think back to EJ Liddell. Remember when he went through the draft process after his sophomore season and he was told, work on these things and you're going to have a great chance of getting drafted and having a career in the NBA? What did EJ Liddell do? He did that. He did that very thing. He went back. He got in better shape. He he was explosive, improved his athleticism. He was blocking shots like crazy. He improved his range. He was a player that NBA teams wanted. And the the Pelicans took a chance on him, even after a torn ACL. What happened? He got a guaranteed contract with the Pelicans. They love him. I think that's what's going to happen with Bryce Sensabaugh. I think he's going to go through this process and he's going to say, you know what? I could make, I don't know, a million, over a million dollars, a little less than $2 million and maybe have a a two-way contract. Maybe it's guaranteed. I don't know. It, it really depends on where you get drafted and all that stuff. And a lot of things are up in the air or I can come back for one season. I can average 19, 20 points per game for Ohio State. I can improve my defense. I can take the feedback and get better exactly what EJ Liddell did. The next season, I can be a lottery pick that's what I think is going to happen with Bryce sensible. I'm going to mark it down right now. Bryce sensible will lead Ohio state in scoring next season. And when the tweet comes out that he will stay in the NBA draft, then you can flame me. But until then, I hope you like my answer. I appreciate the question, Brent. Here's another question at Don John one nine zero two. What determines a successful season for Ohio State. By the way, I'm pretty sure I got two questions on this. If someone else asked me this question, I apologize that I missed it. I got a lot of questions here. I try to keep them organized, but after a while it gets tough. What determines a successful season for Ohio State? I know we all want championships, but that is insanely hard. Retweet. It takes a good team, good matchup, some luck, et cetera. I think sweet 16 and on is a good season. I would agree with that. What are some things that Ohio State should be looking for next season? to show they have had a successful season here's my number one key for ohio state next year they have got to compete for a top four spot in the big 10 tournament i'm not saying they need to be seated one two three or four in the big 10 tournament and get a double buy that's not what i'm saying but they should be competing for that spot and probably be a five six seven at worst next season If that happens, I'll say, hey, that's successful. That's good. Buckeyes should be in February and be competing and looking at, hey, we could get a double buy in this Big Ten tournament. That will be huge. I think Ohio State, not only that, but they should be landing comfortably in the NCAA tournament, which if you're competing for a top four spot in the Big Ten tournament, you will land comfortably in the NCAA tournament. You should be a team that at least this this past season – where you saw teams like Iowa, Michigan State, Maryland, kind of all mostly on the inside of the NCAA tournament, not really a bubble team for the most part as the season went on. That's where the Buckeyes should be, a team that you expect week in and week out, and as bracketology, bracketologists are releasing their predictions for March Madness, maybe not November or December. I don't care about that. Neither should you. But when January, February, March comes around, they should be either on the bubble or working their way in to the field of 68 simply because they're going to get better as the season goes on. And people may not know as much about Ohio State. Although Andy Katz, I think Ohio State was 17th and is way too early, top 25 or top 30, something like that, 36, I think. That cat's released. So some, some will know about Ohio State, but they're not going to be in the top 25 by the AP or in the coaches bowl to start the year, I don't think. So it's going to take some time. But by the, by the end of the year, they should be landing comfortably in the NCAA tournament. And the must-have for next season for Ohio State, I think, is a sweet 16. And it's crazy to think about with what Ohio State just did that type of expectation on ohio state chris holtman's got his guys he's got a lot of freshmen returning it's going to be a great class coming in as well and you've got jameson battle hopefully coming in for ohio state you've got a lot of talent on this roster it's been too long ohio state needs to make it to a sweet 16 this is an elite basketball program no one will ever consider them of a blue blood and i'm not necessarily saying that they should be but what i will say is that this is an underrated basketball program that is overshadowed by its football team, which may not be a bad thing. But this team should be advancing to the Sweet 16. I think it's a must for Ohio State next season, and that would be what I would call a successful season, is if you can check the box of competing for a top four spot in the Big Ten tournament, landing comfortably in the NCAA tournament, that's hopefully a a five or a six seed would be great. Anything higher is is amazing but a five or a six seed cool we'll take that and then advance to the sweet 16 that would be awesome too that is what i would call a successful season for ohio state that's all i've got today i i really do appreciate you joining the the overwhelming amount of support is always fun but seeing it like in a mailbag episode where i'm getting dm after dm and reply tweet after reply tweet those are really really fun so i appreciate that i hope that you'll continue to listen to the show i hope again that you'll subscribe like follow rate the show as well because that helps out but what helps out more than anything is a powerful tool called word of mouth marketing if you love another ohio state basketball fan or at least like them tell them about the show Ask them to subscribe. And if you do refer someone to the show and you let me know, there may be a reward in it for you. I'm just saying, sometimes you lead by the stick. I like to lead by the carrot. This has been the Views from the Shot podcast. I will shut up before you shut me off. Go bucks.